0: Right now, we are hanging out with Brian Mirt. Brian, you're the founder CEO of Advertise Mint. You're found on the web at AdvertiseMint.com. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for having
1: me here. Uh, you know, it's an honor to be on the show. I'm I'm really excited to uh, to chat it up, share some knowledge, and uh, help everyone else get a little further uh, with their dreams and their businesses.
0: As an agency, you oversee advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Pinterest, TikTok, YouTube and probably something else, uh, but that's uh, you cover the gamut. You're a yeah, full-service advertising ad, a digital advertising agency.
1: Yeah. We work a lot with digital. Uh, You know, it's, I I started right out of my uh, MBA school doing digital first, uh, which was, you know, fantastic. Uh, And so much has changed. You know, I've been doing it almost 20 years now, which just seems crazy. You know, in the internet world, that feels like forever ago. Um, But yeah, just, you know, every you know, every month there's something new coming out in the world of advertising, new tools, new targeting options, new features that just really give businesses the ability to focus more on earning their company's money and spending less on ads. So they're able to show the ads to more of the right people, as opposed to just everyone uh, in America, or these broad audiences. So their ads are more profitable. Companies are making more. It's just it's a fascinating time to be in, in advertising. I just always, you know, geek out a little bit when I get to talk about it. Um, Cause a lot of times people like I had no idea these type of options existed.
0: Yeah. And so, um, you know, obviously, you know, Facebook ads and, you know, there, there, there are many, you know, agencies out there, freelancers out there, gurus out there. Um, and, and I think that Brian, you, you hit the nail on the head when you say um, listen, if you're going to play in this pool, you have to be really adaptable like you have to you have to really be on the cutting edge because i think it's really easy for folks to fall behind the curve and similarly if you're just a you know, a business owner and you're like, well, look, maybe we'll just kind of do this in in in-house or something like that. And, you know, hey, there's this guru's just telling us how to run Facebook ads or, you know, and that advice was, you know, maybe 18 months old. (laughs) Uh, That might be a very expensive mistake. Yeah, no, it it is true.
1: You know, a lot of stuff changes. um, And I I understand, you know, I've talked with, with hundreds, if not thousands of business owners and, you know, they're just like, I need to solve a whole lot of problems. You know, I need an accountant and I need inventory and I need employees. And I also, one of those elements is, is advertising. And so a lot of times they're just looking for someone to be able to help solve their problems um, and to help them kind of move through it and keep that area managed. You know, what happens is just the industry changes very quickly Um, And it's almost, you know, the the people who manage your advertising would be similar as like a financial advisor that's managing your finances. Like they are the money that you have, the fuel to help grow your company. That's what they're overseeing. And so a sloppy mistake, someone that doesn't know about a new feature that your competitor might be using. um, You know, I think a lot of companies are surprised when I tell them that on Facebook, right, Two direct competitors may not say, pay the same price for their ads. Mm-hmm. Like The ad value changes. The amount you pay changes based on the quality of the ad. People don't. Facebook doesn't want people to leave and go to TikTok or YouTube. Right. They want people to stay there. And so advertisers that provide value back in their ads mm-hmm. are rewarded with lower-cost ads. And so just things like that, of someone being like, yeah, I'm just going to throw up an image and we run it forever and ever and ever – can be yeah. a very costly mistake
0: yeah well well tell me how can I how can I deliver more value within the ad and, and keep people you know in on that platform what what are some ideas there yeah you know I you know in because I wrote the book
1: so I wrote a <laughs> I wrote a book on Facebook and this is what's so crazy is you know once I I've written it every year and once we put it up usually within about six months, I'll get a comment back where someone says hey, this changed like your book is is old and outdated and yeah. it it does it changes so quick um you know as soon as we publish it usually like the next week there'll be an announcement and I'm like oh I want to change it and my team's like no you got to you got to let it go we'll get it in the next mm. version um but I I call it the 3 E's you know you want your ads to be entertaining uh educational or engaging and those are the three th- and if and if you really are, you know, are doing it well, you'll be able to get all three into the same ad. Um, And that's really what you're trying to do is, you know, either create an ad that's that's educational where you're teaching someone something that they didn't know before. And if anyone's listening to this and you haven't been on TikTok, Hmm. TikTok is a fantastic place where you will see someone teach you something in 15 seconds. With a fun little video that says, Hey, here's the three things you need to know about Facebook ads one, two, three, and that's it. But what happens is people watch it all the way to the end because they're like, I know what I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna learn something. This is what I'm gonna learn. And so it's just, it's good content, short content. It, anything that teaches people, people are generally receptive to learning more about that. Uh, you know, the next one is uh, there was a, a, a educational, entertaining, right? just doing something funny. That That's also, you know, a lot of what you see on, uh, you know, TikTok or Instagram stories, just people having fun, uh, trying to entertain you with a joke or a dance or something funny where they're pranking someone, right? It's just, Hey, I'm going to keep your attention. Uh, I'm going to show you something that, uh, you're going to think is, is amazing. Mr. Beast on YouTube is probably the, the most fantastic <laughs> I've seen at this because he's like, I want to make a video that people would want. What would they want to watch? I'm going to mm. buy the biggest firework in the world and launch it off. I'm going to give away a million dollars to homeless people. like Stuff like that that's just, you know, people are like, wow, I, I want to watch this. That seems crazy. That seems like something I wouldn't see every day. It's entertaining. It's extremely entertaining. Uh, mm. And the last is just engaging. And I think that's where people have conversations, where you're inviting people to talk back with you in the comments, Uh, And that's what's so different about ads today in the digital world, um, especially on social networks, is you have the ability to comment back on ads. You can say, this ad is amazing. It's Mm. changed my life. This ad is horrible. This is the worst ad I've ever seen in my life. Like, people will be honest with you and leave the comments right there about your ads. So you're able to to get that feedback that, you know, goes back to the advertiser.
0: Yeah. Can I, I want your opinion on something. Yeah, go. Something that we're considering doing. Um, You know, when I think of advertising, like to me, um, you know, if I were even like retargeting, um, like it's cool to provide value and stuff. But man, one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to pitch people. Like I just, I I don't, I I don't want to sell people. Like I I, I feel like when I'm on social media, I don't want to be sold to. I, I mean, I just immediately put the blind, the blockers up and I'm like, eh. Eh, stop, <laughs> I don't, you know, but it's like, you know, I like your idea of like providing entertainments. You know, one thing I was thinking of, and I, I don't know if this is dumb or not, but it's like, what would happen if it's like, in terms of retargeting, look, we, we probably already have their information. They've probably registered on our site, at least who we're primarily interested in. And so what would happen if I just shared like fun, personal content to them with the express purpose of, I just want them to like me. Right, yeah. you know, I just want to continue to invest in that relationship. We tend to tell we we tend to sell bigger ticket. You know, it's it's more of a personal relationship for us. Have you have you ever seen that done effectively, where the campaign is like, um, look, we don't really need them to click on anything. We just want them to keep thinking about us in a nice way.
1: Yeah. No. You know, it, what's interesting here is you know the part of not being you know sold. I think most a lot of people on the digital world are like that. I would much rather buy a car online than going in and and talking to a a car dealer where they're like, hey, bro, let me make you a deal. Like I'm like, yeah, I just I don't know. I'm like, I'd rather not. I'd rather do it in my own world. And what happens is a lot of times the the digital marketers or the advertising people, they get into this mindset of dollars, 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 dollars. That all that matters on the other end of that ad is a person. And it's like, give me your money, give me your money. Mm. And I think that they t- forget the ability to take a step back and say, that's a person on the other end. That yeah. might be your friend. Like if imagine your best friend and, and you have a new product and every time you went up to him, he said, buy this now 20% off. Oh, he didn't buy it. Buy this now 25% off. Oh, he still didn't buy. buy this now 30% off. Like it just, it seems like, uh kind of campy. And you're like, you yeah. wouldn't do that to your friend, but you would do it to people through the internet. And so I think what happens is. You know, we always try to take approach, which is to never show the same ad to the same person more than twice. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's extremely difficult to do, especially with your warm audiences. But what we'll do a lot of times is someone that's interested in what you do um, is going to be interested in the stuff you're talking about. For example, man, I I drank the Kool-Aid and I'm 100% an Apple fan, right? I've got Apple and Mac stuff everywhere in my house. Uh, And I just love it. It works together. Great. I'm happy with it. Anytime they've got a new product, a little whiff of what's coming out. I want to know about that. Right. So Apple could be able to show me blogs and little reveals and all sorts of stuff. And I would eat that up. I would be like, I love everything about it. I want to know everything about that world. They're not necessarily selling me, but they are selling me. They're saying, here is our world. Um, are you interested in it? You know, my, I I had a conversation yesterday with my nephew and he's into flying drones and like these first person drones where they follow Mm. along, you know, snowboarders or mountain bikers down a hill or race cars on a track. And he was telling me all about it and he was just super into it. You know, he wants to see everything he can about that. You know, he may not be able to afford the most expensive drone, but he's going to know every spec on it and it's on his bucket list of things that he wants to get and, and pick up. So, you know, that drone company, they might view showing him an ads as Oh, it's not profitable. But I'm like, you have planted every little seed that the minute he gets a big paycheck, you know where he's going with that. And I think that a lot of times companies forget that on that other end of that, that those ads on social platforms is mm-hmm. a person. Mm. And they are interested in, in what you're doing. Um, and it's, it behooves you to to show them good content uh, or things that would be interesting or fun or exciting and that are more about what you do, but not necessarily needs to be, give me your money
0: right now today. As an agency, you've worked with brands like AstraZeneca, Newegg, Playboy, Coca-Cola. What do these guys know that the average business owner doesn't really understand?
1: Man, so this is actually a really good point. You know, We've worked with some big brands and there is, this is what I get excited when it comes to advertising is the rules have changed. In the past, the bigger companies had some advantages. If you want to do TV or radio or newspaper, yeah. you had to get with someone and be able to do it now, you know, with Google and Facebook and TikTok, it's the exact same platform. So you are using the exact same system that these big guys are using. And what happens is, and this is, you know, their advantage is they've got huge budgets, Right. They're doing big campaigns. They want to reach everyone in America or the world. Uh, they've got big messages and a lot to be able to push out for that. Um, now, in that, sometimes there isn't as much, what I would say is, you know, sometimes attention to detail. They're like, just get it out. We, we push the buttons. It doesn't really matter if we get, you know, a million or a million point one. Yeah, just get it out there. And and that project's off our plate. Whereas a lot of smaller entrepreneurs, I'm coming are like, man, I need every dollar to make me, I needed to make me money so that I can be, um, you know, more focused. We've worked a lot of Kickstarter campaigns, companies that literally went from zero to millions uh, in 14 days, Uh, these big rapid acceleration. It's so exciting because they're like, we have to be on every point of our game uh, to make sure that things are perfect so that we can make it through the other end and build a company in a really short period of time. And I think, you know, that's exciting because then it is every best practice in place, everything that is, you know, dialed in and moving forward. So, you know, I think no matter where you are, whether you're a big company, I mean, you have the ability to clobber everyone and those big budgets are amazing. You know, find a team that is really smart, um, that, you know, is is working good. Uh, you know, we did a test with Viacom one time and and they had a whole team and we came in and said, look, we'll just we're, we're, we'll split it. Let's look at the results. Um, and they were super happy at the end because they're like, "Man, what you guys did was was way better than us." But this is awesome. Like, we want to integrate that. And we weren't aware that there were some shortcomings that maybe our team wasn't doing, uh, or some elements that we were missing. So that was a great example of kind of working together and being able to help level up. You know, everyone at the same time. But uh, it really, you know, I, th- I think it just comes back to quality, um, knowing your customers, knowing what they want. Um, and then I think you know when it comes to ads. A lot of times people think that the ads need to be perfect. They think that they need to create a Super Bowl ad that's hmm. big and epic with everything. And man, that couldn't be further from the truth. Now, those do perform well, um, but they're expensive. They take a long time to take. And I have seen numerous times a video shot with a cell phone of someone talking about a product that they love and the reasons why and how they use it will outperform these big mega videos that were expensive. They just look and feel like an ad. Whereas a person talking, being genuine, feels like everyday content. It doesn't feel like they're being sold. It feels like they're getting to listen in on a conversation and be like, man, I really like what that person had to say. Or I can relate with what that person had to say. I have those same problems and I want to solve that problem as well. So, you know, it's, there is necessarily, there isn't a really a perfect ad that works, you know, for every client across the board um, but I think that there's uh, you know the, the, it's now becoming the perfect ads a uh, multiple series of ads that are shown at specific points and times that help uh, help get the results that you want
0: yeah um, Brian as an agency obviously you've done pretty well we mentioned some of the clients that you work with uh, you know how does an ads agency you know, grow to the point what does it take in order to be able to work with uh, some of the some of the larger brands out there?
1: Yeah. No, I wish it was like a magic story where, yeah. you know, something was amazing. Uh, you know, I, I started out working for other people. So, you know, the first 12 years of my career, uh, you know, I got in, learned everything about the systems and I made a lot uh, other companies, a lot of money. Um, mm. And I learned what I was doing. And then when, when Facebook launched their ad platform, I had enough knowledge that I realized it was going to be big. And so I quit my job within about two to three weeks of Facebook ads coming out and started mm. a company just with me. It was one guy at a desk being like, let's go. Um, And what I did was the the company I was working for, I talked to him and said, here's what I'd like to do. And I'd love to make you my first client. Mm. Um, And so that allowed me kind of the bridge to be able to switch from, you know, having a, you know, necessarily a job into, I'm now, you know, a business owner and I've got one client. Uh, And then it was from there, how do I get two, three, four, five, and six um, and, you know, what happens is usually it's the small steps. You know, one of the, the number one reasons people will sign up is you worked with another company that is a competitor or one that I really admire what they're doing. You know, I heard that you did something good and I wanted to be able to, to learn more. Um, you know, and from there, they just, you know, it, it kind of grows. You know, there is a little bit of word of mouth. There's referrals. Uh, we did a lot with blogging very early on so a lot of content was we were putting out there to try to make sure we were leaders in our industry uh you know which in turn led google to rank us extremely high for the keywords that we wanted to so we got a lot of free traffic that came from that but it wasn't necessarily something that you know i did overnight it was you know 7 years and we're still working on it today on how do we stay up at the top and how do we keep that number one ranking position and things like that but it you know it's it's a moving changing thing and i i think for me you know, I got lucky because I knew it was going to be big enough. And I was already in with a company, you know, a year to two to three years before everyone else, all of a sudden it was, you know, cool to start a Facebook agency and, and do the work. Um, and, and I think, so one, there's that element. The second one is you've got to know what you're doing. Um, and that's really, you know, you've got to put in the hours. Uh, I probably work 10 to 12 hours, seven days a week, six, seven days a week, for the first year to two years to make sure I understood everything, every problem I could solve. I knew the system better than most of the people at Facebook um, in terms of how it worked, how it operated. And that was able to take me a long way. I think in having conversations with other businesses, when we would discuss their accounts and what was wrong, they were like, this, this team or this guy obviously knows what he's talking about. Let's work with him. So uh, I've just, I've heard a lot of stories of people like I closed the deal and then I lost them a month later because I couldn't do the work or I was trying to outsource it to someone in another country and they couldn't do the work. Mm-hmm. So I, I think ultimately everything comes back to results,
0: but, uh, those are sure. some of the, things that I did on my way. Brian Muir, your book is the complete guide to Facebook advertising, uh, uh at your website, advertisement.com. Uh, you also have, uh, I, you know, maybe there's something else you want to highlight. This looks kind of cool. A free Facebook guide with over 850 ad targeting options that you could download. Uh, anything else that you'd recommend people check out? Man, so we do, we we create a lot of infographics and
1: these are ones that don't necessarily exist anywhere. They take a long time to create because we mm-hmm. actually go into the system and we pull out the targeting options one by one by one. There isn't a way to, you know, we, we can't call up Facebook and say, hey, give us everything in the back end of your system. Uh, So we go in there and we have a team that creates these, put them together. What I'm excited about, and this is new, I I can give you the exclusive. um, We are finishing up one right now that shows the Amazon DSP targeting. Um, And there is probably close to 5,000 options on what you can target. This is data. This is like the gold mine of all gold mines on the internet. This is all Amazon's purchase data of customers, of what they've bought, that they now are putting into these targeting options that you can use to run ads across the okay. internet. So yeah. if you're if you're selling baby food, you can sell it, you can show ads to only people who are buying baby food right. on Amazon. That's
0: valuable, yeah. Which
1: is super valuable. So I mean, it's stuff like that that is now kind of that next level um, you know, with the iOS 14 update, you know, a lot of the targeting options got wiped away from Facebook and, mm-hmm. you know, Google's getting rid of cookies. So a lot of those remarketing options are starting to fade a bit, but you know, the Amazon data, that's data that they've owned for a while. And now they're allowing it uh, to be used in their ad targeting, which is, I don't know, I, I
0: just get super excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brian Merritt, your website, AdvertiseMint.com. Thank you so much for joining us. You got it. Thank you.